There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. There's a lot of conflict on our roads. We got a text, for example, from a listener yesterday. I, I know women are supposed to be good at multitasking, but there's a lady driving in front of me doing her makeup and watching Netflix on her phone in the phone holder. She even has it rotated to the horizontal for widescreen viewing. That came in from Jimmy. And I remember driving. My car is a little bit higher up off the road. I drive a a duster and you could see down into the smaller cars and there's a fella sitting next to me um, last couple of months anyway and it's very clear that he's got his phone on the steering wheel and he's watching sport of some kind or other but road rage is out there and an awful lot of it Connor Faulkner transport commentator um, when you were in the AA Connor, years ago, you were involved there. You, you, there was research on road rage, and now your your former colleagues have done more research on road rage. It is rampant. Verbal abuse, people have been cut off in traffic, physical confrontation at the side of the road. What's going on out there? Good morning, Connor. <coughs> yeah, good morning, good morning. It's it's out there. <laughs> um, do you know, one of the things about road rage is that... It, very precisely defined so <clears throat> when you look for stats on it they're hard to come across because if an assault uh, results incident it just gets recorded as an assault and um, so it can be hard to sort of filter so we're relying on anecdote to us and um, so i should say that in surveys that my colleagues in the AA have done and in, and in other stuff that i've seen um, actual physical confrontation is very very rare very, very rare. Now, it does occur, BJ, and in fact, there was footage from court last year of a really nasty incident where, uh, you know, a guy gets out of the car in front, or gets out of the car behind, goes to the car in front, opens the driver's door and physically assaults. So it can occur, it does occur, but that's very, very rare. Mostly, though, <clears throat> people experience road rage as, as you might call it, road rudeness rather than road rage. Um, but they report aggressive tailgating, cars. Go back over that one you got report of last year, Connor, from Cork, a violent incident. 
Uh, yeah, no, this was footage from uh, from Cork City in, in was it la- last year, I think. Might have been 21, but I think it was last year. And it, it was a horrible incident on a nasty wet morning with everybody stuck in traffic. And there's phone shot video of a guy getting out of his car, walking to the car in front, opening the driver's door and assaulting the driver. A really nasty incident. Now, that won't be recorded as a road rage incident. That'll just be recorded as an assault because mm. um, that's what it was. So it can be difficult when you look at stats to try and figure out what was road rage and what wasn't. But actual assaults of that sort are very, very rare. Very, very rare. Much more commonly, people report aggressive behaviour from other drivers. So kind of road rudeness rather than road rage, if you like. But aggressive tailgating, cutting it in front. Um, and then also they report uh, you know, people shouting insults, uh, aggressive hand gestures, even things like coffee cups thrown uh, or wing mirrors kicked by cyclists. Mm. Um, you know, incidents where somebody has a flash of anger on the road and, and they do something... And, you know, there is something about the nature of the road. You were talking about it yourself from the introduction, you know, on a trafficy morning in Cork City with roadworks everywhere. Everybody's frustrated. And, and if you're frustrated and you're stuck in your car, uh, that sort of stressed situation, you're much more likely to lash out. And the fact that you're in your car sort of means that you feel you can lash out. You don't feel as if, but then, of course, if the driver beside you is in the same situation, uh, it can escalate into an incident. And it does occur, no doubt about it. And people feel a bit threatened and menaced on the roads. And, and, and that's an unhealthy dynamic. You know, you, you, you don't want people to feel that way. But it comes really from traffic and delays and the stress that that causes. Cycling and cycling lanes. Nobody begrudges anybody a cycle lane, uh, Connor. But there's, mm. there's a record out there now, I think, of aggression towards motorists, bicyclists, and towards other cyclists, bicyclists. Well, yeah, well, we're all Mark One human beings, you know, and everybody shares the same uh, flaws and foibles. There's nothing uniquely different about cyclists versus pedestrians versus car users. Cyclists, I think, are quite visible. So, you know, if a, if a car user in morning traffic has a grumpy morning, he might sound the car horn inappropriately. Um, but a cyclist, if they sort of mount a footpath or weave or break a red light, everybody sees them. Everybody in the whole situation sees them. And that gives rise to stories like, oh, cyclists, they always behave terribly. They don't really. A small number of them do, but it's the same small number who misbehave in cars. I think they're just a little bit more visible. Mm. Um, and, you know, most people are... are, are decent and well-behaved most of the time. Um, but if you, if you run the numbers, you know, if 99% of people are behaving perfectly well, that still leaves ten or 15,000 people on the road in the morning commute who are in that, you know, frustrated and angry state of mind. So if two of them encounter each other, you can get one of these sort of flashes of anger on the road. Mm. And then everybody is prone to distracted incidents and stuff as well. Uh, you know, we shouldn't do it. But when stuck in traffic, people will tend to look at their mobile phone and then they don't move properly when the lights change and the car behind them gets annoyed. So uh, they're all, I think, facets of frustration caused by traffic. Where does road rage occur? Well, look for traffic and that's where you'll find it. At least we're not like they are in the US. Didn't they do a study there? Uh, In 2021, there was 
gun murders all over the place from road rage. Yeah, unbelievable in the US. Now, they, uh, to me, this tells you more about US gun insanity than it does about road mm. rage. Um, but yeah, the they, they, uh, American data show that in 2021, 44 people per day were shot um, and either killed or injured directly as a result of a road rage or traffic incident. Uh, it's an incredible number. In, in the US, more than a third of these incidents involve handguns. So when you think about it, you know, we, we had stories in Ireland, or at least my, my former colleagues in the AA who did some more good work on it a couple of years ago, they had stories in Ireland of, of people throwing coffee cups. So can you imagine if you're so annoyed by a traffic incident that you're actually, you know, hot-headed enough to throw your cup of coffee at someone? Uh, now, that might be rare, but in the US, like, imagine if everybody had a gun in their glove box. Mm. How much more serious would that incident become? Um, so, yeah. Gun madness in the US, it's a different kettle of fish, it but is. they're very much an outlier because of that, because of the guns. D, D, and this is a very common one, we get something like this every day, Connor. PJ, I missed my kids' swimming classes yesterday because of a traffic jam. Traffic mm. is a joke, it's adding to the stress. Yeah, it does, for sure. And you know what? It does in Cork, not to insult the city, but Cork is a very, very trafficy city. Um, and it can be very frustrating for motorists trying to get around. Um, and, you know, long term, the solution, as for every big city, the solution is the provision of, of public transport. Um, you know, if Cork had six Lewis lines and one metro, um, you know, we'd be having, we'd probably be talking about platform range in, <laughs> on the metro and you know we'd all be in a better situation uh, very much true in Dublin as well and even smaller cities like Galway we're, we were very car dependent set up for our transport uh, and that means we're going to get more traffic jams which is bad for all sorts of reasons uh, but it also will mean that you know all of the things being equal that will mean more road rage incidents David's on about people running red lights and particularly pointing out a large number of HGVs running red lights and running against the amber mm. to race the red and he points out a couple of junctions notorious for it yeah well listen there are a couple of bad junctions in Cork um, but on the behaviour of HGVs um, you know, maybe that's a bit like a cyclist when a HGV does break the rules it's very visible actually as a cohort they are extremely good and disciplined drivers they have a really good safety record they're professionals mm. um, you know usually on the road your, your problem does not arise from professional drivers um, it arrives from the rest of us uh, us amateurs doing our daily thing and, and uh, you're wrongly trying trying to multitask the times in traffic and making mistakes. Usually when a rudeness incident happens, it's not on purpose. Um, you know, somebody has blocked the yellow box because they made a mistake, yes. not because they're trying to annoy you. Um, and I would say those tend more to arise from us civilians than from the professional drivers in, in, in trucks and buses. Connor, what are your thoughts on scooters? Because I made the point there in the introduction. When I get out of my car in the morning and I'm walking out onto the road, it's not the car or the bike coming in the correct direction that I have to watch for. It's the scooter coming in the wrong direction. What is yeah. it with some of these scooterists? They seem to think they can go where they like. Well, again, you have the same problem as with all the other transport components. It's the Mark 1 human being. It's not the scooter. It's the behavior of the person. Scooters are precisely, uh, precisely the same as bicycles. Everything you say about a scooter is just as true about a bicycle. You will occasionally see cyclists going the wrong way up a one-way street, and motorists would never do that. Cyclists do it regularly. You could see cyclists mount footpaths. Um, now, that's 
It's not the bicycle, it's the behaviour of the person. And the very same exists with e-scooters. And in fact, when we finally get our law, we've a good law drafted and ready uh, on e-scooters. It's becalmed in the process mm. at the moment, but it's coming. Um, should be there by the end of this year, should have been there by the end of last year, but that's a, a different story, but it's coming. And, and when it arrives, it will treat... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Scooters and e-bikes in precisely the same way that bicycles are treated. So that scooter that you have to jump out of the way of on Patrick's Hill, um, that scooter will be breaking the law. Now, they're already it's breaking, breaking the law by even being law. there now, Connor. Exactly. Yeah, they're already breaking the existing law. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 and so you know, it's not the ink on the paper of the statute that's what we need is what we need it's the behavior of the person uh, you know it's responsible behavior when you're using the road and you see irresponsible behavior of all sorts yeah. and another thing that will happen to you in traffic is the pedestrian walking in front of the bus with the earphones in and looking oh, yeah. at the screen oh, and, yeah. and causing the bus driver to react like a fighter pilot and and the, you know the pedestrian just breezes across the road mm. and you know and that's a problem with the behavior of the person um, so it's the behaviour of the person, cyclist, e-scooterist, pedestrian or driver. Now, I, I spent a lifetime representing drivers and I would always say that for us, the greater duty of care is there because you have an engine and a ton of car and you can do lots of third party damage. So you have to be much more responsible and you have to be licensed and you have to pay insurance. Yeah. And that's right and appropriate. Um, but again, the problem in this system is, is the behavior of people. Um, and, and you know that's no different for people on a scooter, notwithstanding the stories you hear these days. Yeah. Lastly, Connor, it comes in here from time to time, all the changes to pavements and lanes and McCourton Street, which I'm sure you know mm, very well mm, from your times in Cork below us, mm. now is a much more different landscape. I, I've heard it said that there is a war on the humble motorist in pursuit of green ideology. 
Yeah, well, that's a bit of a hyperbole there, but it's sometimes true. And some local authorities in Ireland are more guilty of it uh, than others. Uh, a couple of the Dublin authorities are nearly irrational on the subject. Um, and you get that dynamic in Cork and Galway and elsewhere either. Uh, a couple of things just to state. Firstly, we are where we are, but we are too car dependent. We have been inadequate in the provision of public transport mm-hmm. for our cities and hence our bind. The solution to that, uh, well, let's be simplistic. There's two ways you can do it. Firstly, you can go all stick and you say, if we torture the motorist, tax them, frustrate them, move them, uh, block a road just for the sake of it, um, then they'll have to do something else, no matter how pissed off they are, and we'll have less traffic in the city centre. Um, and that might actually be true, but you're doing economic damage to the city centre while you're at it. Um, you haven't provided a solution. Uh, you've just frustrated car use. Um, and that's not a constructive approach, and, and I see and hear it too much. Uh, and sometimes, by the way, there's a dishonesty to that, because the climate conversation, you know, say climate, and you can get away with any policy you want. Uh, and I dislike that as a dynamic, and it does exist at times. Um, however, it's also a, a bit of a lame criticism mm. of local authorities who are trying to do the best they can. And there's no doubt that we have to pivot towards things like cycling and bike lanes. It might sound very sexy, but, you know, if you look at what's achieved in a city like Copenhagen, for example, where a third of all commuters use a bike, and it's a much more pleasant and less congested and more efficient transport system for it. Um, so we need to pursue policies like that. Uh, and the city centre of Cork is, 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 you know, a very attractive place these days. Uh, lots of retail and street presence and outdoor seating, tourist and student and diverse vibe. It's, it's, it's a great place, uh, and it would be diminished if it was full of cars, and um, be diminished if it was full of buses too. And, um, uh, you know, so we have to balance it. Local authorities have to balance and weigh those things. Uh, and, and while, you know, they do sometimes indeed, I believe, uh, sort of falsely persecute motorists uh, and lose the run of themselves, uh, you know, nev- nevertheless, the, the pretty complicated things that we have to fix here. And uh, I, I think give them some credit for that. Okay. Connor, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Connor Faulkner, uh, transport commentator. Courts 96 FM.